In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Join me, Dr. Karen Kambule, as we pursue the Word, the Lord Jesus, searching scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast. Download and share with your friends and your family. Stay blessed. Greetings and welcome. We are still continuing with the lessons from the book of Daniel. This is a book about the sovereignty of God, that God does what he wants, when he wants it, the way he wants to do it. And a good thing is that he is a good God. Therefore, whatever he does is right. But at times we may think that God is unfair. Yet if we truly reflect on it, God does not do something he has not spoken about before. When he does it, it is just a fulfillment of his word. God is gracious. He gives us many chances in life. Anyway, Israel found herself in Babylon, the very place that God warned them about through Jeremiah the prophet. When God sent Jonah to Nineveh, his intention was to save the city. But his just requirement was for them to repent. They did, and the city was saved, and the prophet was angry. But God is sovereign. Now in this episode, I ask this question, how do I serve God despite my circumstances? How can God expect me to stand and speak about how good he is when I haven't seen his goodness in my life? The unfortunate part about this question is that you may ask it in the context of what you believe is good for you. And if you haven't received that, then you may view your life as lacking anything good. Take, for instance, a dying person who had everything in life, the money, the wealth, the fame. If they were to choose to receive one thing that you and I call good, the dying person may ask the only thing he or she cannot have, and that is life. Can you see that God is good even if he has not given you what you think is good for you, child of God? Some may ask, how can I feed the poor when I lack? If you check some of the philanthropists, the genuine ones, of course. The genuine ones may not all be rich people. They just have the burden for the poor and are able to request support and to go and provide for the poor. So when God gives you a burden, he will make a provision for it, not for you, but for the people of God. Praise the name of the living God. There are times that God will not change your situation, but still use you mightily in the very same area where you lack. Men of God have served God mightily, prayed for the sick, and still had a lingering disease in their bodies or their family members. For instance, Smith Wigglesworth's daughter was reportedly deaf and her father's prayers did not change anything. Yet the men of God went out and prayed for many people that received their healing. I've also read that Kenneth E. Hagen had a lingering physical challenge, which remained even after God had healed him of another challenge. It was like a thorn in the flesh for him, as if it is a reminder not to be puffed up. Remember Paul? He also had a thorn in the flesh which lingered. He prayed not once, but three times. There are two schools of thoughts about this one, however. One is that when God said, my grace is sufficient for you, he removed the thorn. That though he did not deserve it, God did it for him. And another says, the grace of God upon him was for him to be able to bear the thorn. So it remained in him. Some 
say he had some form of disability. We don't know about that. Whatever it was, it did not stop Paul from serving God. In fact, there is so much about Paul serving God despite his circumstances. He wrote that he faced persecutions, perils, shipwrecked, imprisonment, and so much more. Yet he remained serving God despite his circumstances. Now, if you look at your situation today, child of God, and you want to judge yourself as unqualified to serve God, think again. Perhaps some people have seen how your marriage failed and labeled you as unqualified to preach the good news. Perhaps you remain financially challenged. Your finances are in a sad state and you don't think God can use you. Maybe you are sick and people still ask you to pray for them. Or your children are giving you troubles and you think, uh, no, you're such a bad parent. I don't know what troubles you have in your life. All I know is that God can use you right smack in the middle of your trouble. I had a dear friend. She is now resting. She had a disabling disease, which used to send her to emergency room many times. It manifested as sudden weakness or paralysis of the muscles in any area of her body. She could sleep well and wake up unable to use her hand or legs. At times she couldn't blink because her eyelids were paralyzed for a little while if it attacks her face. The dangerous ones was when it attacked her chest area. Then she could die as muscles would not allow the heart and the lungs to function properly. So it would be an emergency. Some emergencies were funny because she would walk herself into the intensive care unit as long as her legs and feet were not affected. Also, she could not get a license for a long time because her hands and feet would be affected when she had to go for a test, but she eventually got it to do. We prayed with her. She came to a point where she even stopped taking the medication, praise the Lord. Now, here is an issue. When she was in intensive care, she would go to other patients and pray for them. She brought life to the hospital ward where she was put in all the time, except when she was unconscious. When we started praying together, she was downcast about her situation. But as we prayed, she began to blossom. She became a stubborn faith person. She refused to be brought down by the disease, praise the Lord. And in the process, she served God and gave hope to people. She was killed by evil people. They decided to take her precious life. Though the disease failed countless times, somebody else decided that they would kill her. She made her mark while she was alive. She would not let a disease stop her from praying for other people. What is troubling you today, child of God, that makes you think that God cannot use you? What is that obstacle that you are giving too much credit and undue airtime in your space, in your life? You may wait a lifetime for God to change your situation whilst God wants to use you now. In chapter 2 of the book of Daniel, we are told of the encounter that Daniel had with King Nebuchadnezzar. Daniel was in Babylon in captivity with his brethren. In the first chapter, he distinguished himself and refused to defile himself with the food that they served. The delicacies apportioned to them by the king. He and his companions chose to eat vegetables and water. And God in turn gave them gifts, wisdom, and to Daniel, he gave him the ability to interpret dreams and visions. Right in Babylon, right in captivity. They were far from home, but God chose them as vessels that he could use. How does God still give gifts to people in captivity? Isn't it our thinking pattern? How do I prophesy to people whilst I have problems in my life? What's the use of being gifted and in trouble? 
How do I have a gift of charity when I am poor? How do I have gifts of healing and still have a lingering disease? I am reminded of a servant of God who passed on from cancer in the blood. It was said that he had this disease all his life. He fought battles, won many of them, and kept living until he was old. They say he died many times and rose again many times. He served God fully, prayed for the sick. I went to a service one time. He was full of life, yet full of cancer also in his body. The terrible disease eventually overpowered him and he slept. Cancer is not an easy thing to deal with. Yet this man defied all odds and all the bidding of cancer and served God in a powerful way. Many people were healed under his ministry. God is sovereign, good people. Back to Daniel. He was in captivity. It was not by his own doing, but it was a national punishment for their sin that landed him in Babylon. But he was a God-fearing man, faithful. He could have spent his time praying to God to help him escape captivity and go to Jerusalem. He was far from his parents. The king had taken the young ones and left the older ones in Jerusalem. So chances are that his parents were left behind in Jerusalem. But Daniel was blessed by God and gifted. Hallelujah. He could interpret dreams and visions. He had wisdom and understanding. His gifts could have been better used in Jerusalem, in the temple, amongst his people, before the kings of Israel and Judah. But God, in his sovereignty, chose to keep Daniel in Babylon and bless him still with the gifts. The Bible says your gifts will make room for you. They will bring you before great men, before princes. It does not say your gift will be useful for you amongst your own people. Today we have Christians that think the gifts of the Holy Spirit are to be used in the church only, in the four walls. When people leave church and go to work, they forget that they are gifted of the Lord. The gift that Daniel had brought him before the king on a foreign land, the one who was holding him captive. Nebuchadnezzar had a dream that troubled him. He asked his sorcerers, his magicians, his astrologers to tell him what the dream was and its interpretation. Interpreting a dream is easier than telling what the dream was, yet the king wanted them to tell him what he dreamt about and what it meant. It was as if he was testing the authenticity of their power. None could be found able to tell what the dream was. This infuriated the king. He decided they must all be killed. They were useless and had no real power. If there be any problem in this world, God has a solution. The question is, who will be the vessel to be used to bring that solution? Daniel was told the king's decision included him also, as he was known to be an interpreter of dreams. He was not called when the king called the others. However, when they could not do what the king wanted, they brought Daniel in. Praise the name of the Lord. Daniel asked to be given time to go and pray. This was a foreign people wanting Daniel to pray to his God. Brothers and sisters, you will be required to go before the Father on the behalf of people that do not even know the Father. Daniel went and prayed, and the answer was revealed in a night vision. I love his response. He blessed God, saying, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness, and light dwells with him. I thank you and praise your God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might. 
and have now made known to me what we asked of you, for you have made known to us the king's demand. Daniel chapter 2 verse 21 to 23. Now Daniel went before the king and said to the king, The secret which the king has demanded, the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, and the soothsayers cannot declare to the king. But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets, and he has made known to the king, to King Nebuchadnezzar, what will be in the latter days. Your dream and the visions of your head upon your bed were this. Daniel chapter 2 verse 27. Right there, the mighty king, the one who brought other kings down, the one who destroyed Jerusalem, the one feared far and wide. He had no real God. None of his people had real vision. But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. Praise the Lord. Oh, King Nebuchadnezzar, there is God in heaven. Yours are not gods, O king. They know nothing. They help with nothing. They reveal nothing. They can do nothing. The magicians are liars. They have no real vision. They have no access to the secret things. But there is a God in heaven. There is no power that can reveal these things. Your people have failed for they have no power or access to truth. But there is God in heaven. There and there, Daniel was launched. His gift brought him before the king. God used him to tell the king his dreams and interpreted. The dream was that the king saw an image which interpreted revealed the various kingdoms that would come, starting with Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom, the kingdoms of the Mede and the Persians, the Romans and others, and eventually the kingdom of Jesus was revealed in that one dream. Daniel chapter 2 verse 44 says, And in the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. You see, child of God, God revealed the plan that will spend thousands of years to a king that was holding his people captive. When the kingdoms began to unfold, Israel, the people of God, already had a record that these things were going to come to pass. So if you are still sitting in captivity, and waiting on God to change your situation first, know that God uses people despite their circumstances. God is not confined to the four walls of the church. God wants people to be positioned in the corporate world to do great things there. Somebody has to be positioned at the stock exchange to tell the people there what is going to happen in the market. Somebody has to sit in parliament and tell them about the future of the country. Somebody has to be positioned in hospitals to bring hope to the ungodly people that they would know that there is God in heaven. Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face, prostrate before Daniel, and commanded that they should present an offering and incense to him. The king answered Daniel and said, Truly, your God is the God of gods, the Lord of kings, and a revealer of secrets, since you could reveal the secret. Then the king promoted Daniel and gave him many great gifts, and he made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief administrator over all the wise men of Babylon. Also Daniel petitioned the king, and he said Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon. But Daniel sat in the gate of the king. Daniel chapter 2 verse 46 to 49. Your promotion, child of God, is in your obedience despite the circumstances. This gospel must be preached in the school grounds. 
in the offices, in the factories, in the boardroom, in the streets, in the hospital rooms. They must be preached in the industries everywhere. People must know that there is God in heaven. People must know that there is God that reveals secrets. People must know that there is God that heals. People must know that there is God that provides. How will they know if you are still sitting there counting all that you have and saying it's not enough for me to serve God? People will get stuck at times and God will need a believer that will have opened ears and eyes to see and hear in the spirit and bring the message of God to the people. Do not wait for your circumstance to change. Daniel was in captivity in the best place in the palace. The other young men were put over the affairs in the other provinces. Daniel was elevated to sit at the gate of the king. He was right there in the high office. I listened to an audio of a pastor who lost his voice. He could no longer preach and therefore he resigned from his pastoral duties. After some time, they were in an assembly and the person who was supposed to preach could not make it. So they asked this pastor to preach. He had no voice. They used some technical instruments to assist him to project what he was saying. He started preaching. Halfway through his sermon, his voice started to come back. Ah, praise the Lord. He was shocked at hearing his voice coming back bit by bit. He even lost balance there a little, but continued. And the assembly erupted with praise. God used him despite his circumstances. And he healed him during his assignment. Glory to Jesus. Be encouraged today, child of God, to not focus on your issues. I'm not saying your challenge is not real, no less important, but that it should not be a hindrance for you. Bless someone, child of God. Pray for that person to get a job. Who knows? Maybe your breakthrough is right there. But even if it does not come, you will be obedient to the Father. And God is seeking such as those. God wants to use people that are still in captivity. God, you want to use people despite their circumstances. God is not going to be stopped by the fact that you are in trouble. If he cannot find you, he will find someone. May God use you wherever you are. May he use you in your office. May your colleagues know that there is God in heaven. May when somebody is sick in that office, may they know that you serve God which is in heaven and that he will show up and show himself God. May God use you mightily despite your circumstances. I pray that your circumstance will change. But my prayer is that the kingdom of God must be pushed forward. The kingdom of God must stand even when your circumstance is not a good one. Because God is faithful. He is faithful. He is a good God. He will use you mightily for his kingdom and for his glory. May the Lord be with you and strengthen you. May you not be afraid to take that leap of faith because the gift that God will release in you is the gift that will take you before kings. You will stand before great men, child of God. You will stand before princes. You will stand in great assemblies as long as you allow God to use you. Be like Daniel, child of God. Stand before kings. Speak about God. Let them know that there is God which is in heaven. Let God use you even when your situation has not changed. Let God use you for his glory. God will take up any opportunity that is presented so that he can show himself God. Be that instrument that God will use. It doesn't matter what your situation is, child of God. God knows. 
He knew that Daniel was in captivity and still chose to use him right there. And Daniel was that vessel. He didn't wait to go back to Jerusalem. In fact, he never went back to Jerusalem. But he was used mightily in a foreign land. The world awaits to know the God that you serve. Whilst you are waiting to see God doing something for you. Whereas God wants to use you just as you are right in that situation that you are facing. You may say, I am sick. Yes, pray to God to heal you and pray for the next person as well. Don't say, I'm going to pray for someone only after God has healed me. You are in financial trouble. Bless someone. Don't wait for somebody to bless you. Only then will you be able to bless someone else. Let God use you right where you are and God will be glorified. We are ambassadors of his kingdom. We are here. People must know our God is alive, even when our situation is not favorable. God is sovereign. He will use you right in your situation. May the Lord grant you strength. May the Lord keep you strong in the Lord and in faith, so that when the situation requires of you to act in faith, you will do that. Be strong in the Lord. Shalom. Thank you for listening to the Word Anchor Podcast. To get copies of my books, The Bride of Jesus, Dear Girl Child, Confessions of a Parent, Victorious Youth, and From the Pit to the Palace, go to Amazon.com. You can buy a hard copy or a Kindle edition. Remember to check out the show notes. Connect with me on social media platforms. Give feedback and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the Word of God your anchor.